Welcome to Stories of Change and Creativity. I'm Judy Oscom. As a university professor and a former journalist, I love interviewing people who inspire, educate, and motivate. On this episode, I'm excited to talk with Renee Philpot. She's first and foremost a mom, she's a business owner, and a coach. She is the founder of Renee Philpot Sales Coaching. Her podcast is called Selling with Charm. According to Renee, sales is fun. She's a wealth of knowledge, and she herself is a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy our conversation. Um, my husband and I have owned an office equipment company for the past 20 years. And uh, about three years ago, I started a coaching, a sales coaching business because I kind of got bored um, and wanted to do something a little more creative and a little different. And um, I live in Kentucky. I, ha- I can't hide my accent no matter how hard I try. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, and 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 you you are really a master in sales. Can you talk about how your approach is different from from what we normally think of as sales? I found out I joined a mastermind for women probably about five years ago, and it was all entrepreneurs. And I discovered while I was in the mastermind, a lot of them just hated the sales component of their job, and it is what I had done. For the past, oh gosh, um, 27 years. And um I I couldn't I couldn't believe that they didn't love it because I when I discovered sales, I, I had been telemarketing, setting appointments, and I still thought that was great compared to being a receptionist because you know I had to tell somebody I needed to go to the restroom or whatever, and I couldn't stand that. So when I started telemarketing and setting appointments, I kind of got to set my own schedule. And they gave me goals and it gave me something to work for. So I just started loving going to work in this closet every day um, to set (laughs) appointments. And so when they had an they had an opening for outside sales and I couldn't believe it that you could get paid for visiting people because (laughs) I got to go outside the closet and drive around and uh, we had moved from the rural area we were to the city. And so I got to discover all these new places and call it work. And I just, and so then sales to me uh, was kind of the vehicle that I could use to to have and do anything I wanted to do. And um, I just learned that if I met enough people and talked to them and uncovered something they might need and if I had that to sell, then I could make them happy and supply a need they had. And it made me happy. It made me money. And I got to continue doing the things I loved. So when I joined this mastermind and, and people would say they felt salesy or pushy or they just didn't even want to approach it, I, I thought, oh, somebody's got to tell them how great this is and that you can, just like I said, have or do anything you want to do. And, you know, you can just make it part of, you know, I got to dress how I wanted to for the most part because I, I enjoyed that. I got to I got to pick who I went to visit and nobody told me who I had to go see that day. And I just really felt like everybody needed to hear why it was great and how you could help people. You know, a lot of the ladies that I was in this group with had wonderful businesses, things that people needed to hear about. And as a salesperson, 
I know how excited I get about telling other people how great something is. And so that's when I decided to do sales coaching. Uh, I just wanted to help everybody fall in love with helping other people the way I have. Well, and also there's a heavy relationship building component there too. So you saw the the opportunity to just make friends, right? And make connections. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I always say I'm a real curious person or I'm nosy. So it gave me an opportunity to talk to almost anybody I wanted to. I felt like I had a reason to be there. I never really felt like people thought I was um, was thinking anything about me. I have had salespeople who worked for me in the past, and I hear this, that people think they're being judged when they, you know, have offered something for sale, they're prospecting. And for me, I never, I don't, I don't know, it just never occurred to me that um, anybody would be thinking that. I felt like I had to tell them ab- about whatever I had and they needed to know, so they shouldn't be upset about it. Yeah, well, and and sounds like you put the humanity back in the sales process, really. Oh right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I mean, there's sales that I have made that it has taken me years to build a relationship. That I, you know, I always have this dream list of clients that I'm working on, and sometimes it it takes me years. But when you finally close that deal and you see that what you have proposed has really made a difference for them, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, and and I think that's the key is then so 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 you really transitioned a little bit in your life and of course this this podcast is about change and creativity so you kind of used you know you were going through an evolution uh in your life and your business and you've really expanded so how are you getting everything done during the day because it sounds like you're doing a cu- couple of different jobs a couple of different roles H- how are you doing all that? <laughs> Well, so in our business that my husband and I own, I had kind of started doing a lot of things that maybe I wasn't the best one to be doing it, but I had a hard time delegating. So um, that is one thing that I gained from the mastermind that I was in. I started seeing other people, they weren't doing everything. They were just kind of saying, "What, what am I best at? And, you know, I learned to communicate better with the people that were I was working with instead of feeling like I think I in the beginning I would or, you know, probably 10 years into our business. It got to be a lot more than I needed to be doing. The business had grown and much bigger than my husband and I ever thought it would. We had we were up to maybe 10 employees and it was it was a lot bigger than we had expected. And along with that, I had taken on a ton of stress and a lot of the responsibility without sharing with anybody that I thought it was too much. I just kept stacking it on and thinking I could handle it. And I had gotten away from some of the things that brought me joy in the business, which was the sales aspect. I mean, I I was doing it, but I wasn't getting to have the fun with it that I had originally had. And when I saw that these other ladies were learning to delegate and they weren't doing everything, uh, and I figured out I wasn't the best person to be doing everything, that really started to free up a lot of my time. I went back to focusing on sales and coaching my own salespeople. I was able to do a lot better job because I freed up a lot of my time. And in that process, um, I was building training for them. And so I was able to use it in both businesses. Um, So really, 
taking a step back to say I want to do I want to do something else gave me more time in my original business because I focused on what I what I was best doing and what somebody else could do better than me. And maybe what you enjoyed more, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I mean, I I'm, I am not the person who should be um doing the taxes and I mean, I I had I had all of, at one point we got a new um computer system a new yeah yeah. and well we got a new software that was going to you know everything in our business but it took a year because a lot of the contracts were in my head how we were to build and how it was set up and um i had a lot of like things i would do for a customer like schools they wanted to be built in a certain way and i i was doing all of that and it was in my head i have a very good memory um, and that is good and bad. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah. And so we had to get everything that was in my head into the computer. Um, it took a year to get it right into where I felt comfortable saying, yeah, go, we can build from there. So um, it, it was a learning process, but it was well worth it. And um, I have so much less stress now than I That's had great. Well, and um, you're able to help people uh, in different ways what what are some of the questions and the issues that your clients are are asking when they want to learn your method and your processes about sales? So a lot of questions that I get um, goes back to that, you know, how, when do I call them back? How do I mention that they had promised me they wanted to do this, but they're they're not replying? So we talk through things like that and Every situation is different. That is uh, one of my favorite things about one-on-one coaching or if I'm doing a group uh, coaching call and they get individual time to ask their questions, I can answer them. It helps everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but hearing the whole situation, um, it you really, I, it's it's fun for me and it teaches them that it's okay. You're not being pushy when you call back. Um, when you reach back out and say, you know, I know you wanted to do this by the end of the year, uh, is Monday a good day to talk about it? You know, that's not being pushy because everybody gets busy and they forget. Right. And they meant to call you back or, you know, whatever. So um, those are, that's, that's one of the main things I get. And then I get uh, a lot of the people that I work with, they, when they're selling something, they want to tell all about what they're doing because they want to build credibility. But a lot that we work on is when you're asking your clients questions, you're building credibility because you're showing that you know what to ask and how to, you know, how to get them to where they want to be. Uh, so we work on that. Uh, I work on consistency. So a lot of people who have their own business or in, or have a sales territory that they're working for, um, they want to know how to keep their sales consistent. And it is challenging because you mm-hmm. um, you work and work to sell and then you're servicing the customer and you still got to sell. So we work on that. Um, we, of course, talk about things like recessions. Um, and some of that to me is in your mind. If you think something's going to get in your way, it's going to get in your way. So yeah. ignore some so stuff. Mindset. I say. Yeah, mindset. So mindset, yeah. Um, I feel like you just need to ignore some things unless it directly affects you. So um, I do not watch the news. I will read the news, but I don't watch the news um, because I found I don't get as emotional about it and I don't let it get 
in the way of how I'm going to serve my clients. And, and so if you just listen to who your customers are, um, instead of the world around you, sometimes you'll do a lot better. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Well, and, and what have you noticed? Um, what have you noticed as far as a result that you, that one of your clients has gotten and they called you or they texted you and they said, Oh, you wouldn't believe this, Renee, this happened. What's um, been so- a good success story for you? So um, last year, actually, it was in 2020, I had a client who met all of their goals like nine months in, and they were in the travel industry in 2020. So um, to, you know, because they had never had any coaching for their team, they had two people on their team at the time. uh, and, And it was we worked a lot on that mindset because what they were doing was still uh, needed. And um, we we worked around the challenges that they hadn't seen before. And, and, you know, we all worked through a lot of challenges we hadn't seen, but they had, they had some new challenges and we worked through those. Um, and so that was, that was some of the greatest success I've seen when people meet their goals, but they meet them early in challenging times. Uh, and so we, again, we, we worked on mindset. We worked on being uh, consistent with their activity and planning ahead. So a lot of times my clients don't have to do more, but they just have to be consistent. So we yeah. talk through that. Um, you can feel you know pretty overwhelmed, feeling like you have to do a lot when it's usually you just need to do um, more of something and more often, more of one thing, cut some things out and then be more consistent. Well, and and some of that goes to habits and structure. What are Absolutely. some habits that you use that you can share that that have worked for you with both of your businesses, really? What are some habits that you use? So, um, in, as you know, when I did the Strength Finders with you, I learned so much about myself, and I'm really always working on that. Um, but I have one of the things that I that I use is I focus on the results I want first. So when I start my week, um, especially if I have some goals, I will just push everything out of the way and think and just drill down to the very specific things that I need. Um, and that way I know what I need to focus on. So um, for example, if I need $20,000 sale by the end of the week, I will only focus on the people I have already quoted something to. I won't try to find new business for that that week. If I have a deadline, I've got to focus where I can find that. So I'll push everything else out um, until I've had an opportunity to um, dig up every opportunity that's close um, to that dollar figure or can get me close to that dollar figure. If it's five or six people, and they would all add up to be the 20,000. And those are the people I'm going to go to first. I'm not going to do anything else in the business until I have reached out to them. Well, it, it's, uh, some people get so stuck in the busyness of the work. And how, what do you what do you tell someone to actually help them set a goal and then focus? Um, so we talk specifically about the result they're looking for first. And then we talk about how to get there. So I have seen a lot. It's really easy to get caught up in, like you're saying, like busy work. It feels like work. It should be getting me somewhere. Um, But you have to say, okay, 
if I did this, what's the best result I would get out of it? And there's a lot of things you'll take off your list that it can wait until next week, next year, some things and some things you're doing just out of habit because it feels like you're being productive. Um, so I'll always suggest, OK, let's let's talk about what's really going to move you forward. And then, you know, some other things push them aside. Is that is that always a dollar amount in sales? Is it always have a dollar sign around it or? No, it can be a number of prospects you're going to see, number of um, opportunities you want to add to your working list. It can be, um, you know, sometimes you have been avoiding something because your workspace is, is not cleaned up or whatever. Um, that it can be sometimes just something as simple as, okay, you're going to get your emails cleaned up and your desk straightened up by Tuesday. So all day Monday, you're not going to do any sales activities, but you're going to get this straight and then have a plan for sales activities that you're going to do more of once you've straightened that out. Because sometimes you can have distractions you need to move out of the way that's not not a dollar figure, not even really bottom line. Um, but you've got to get it done to get to the dollar figure in the bottom line. But but it's an obstacle that's stopping mm-hmm. us from moving forward then. I yeah. love that. I yeah. love that. You've got me thinking of all these things I need to be doing differently now. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So so that's part of what I'm doing when I'm setting, when I'm focusing on the goal. There's some things that I need to force myself to get out of my head. And if I can if I can justify pushing it back and say, we're not going to worry about that right now. It's not in the way. It's not hurting anybody. So we're going to worry about that later. Um, then I'll push that back. But if there's some things that have got to get done before I can focus on something else, then I'll, I'll get those done first. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. My brother is really good at that. He always says, what's what's our objective here? Mm-hmm. What's our objective? Because if our objective is X, then how do we move forward to hit that X? Otherwise, mm-hmm. everything we're doing is just busy work. It's just yeah. a waste of time, energy, and oftentimes money as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and sometimes when you start to think about, you've put some things that you think is important that you got to have before you can meet that goal in between you and the goal. But when you really look at it, kind of like your brother saying, is that really that important? Can I get there without doing this and be just as happy? And a lot of times there's some things you can take out that you didn't need to be doing. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the podcast because I because I know you've interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of business leaders and uh, people that are really giving some great advice. Talk about that if people haven't listened yet. So the podcast started out, I wanted to tell everyone why they should love sales, you know, why, why it was the best career in the world, how it can help you have, have all, do, be all, all of that. Uh, and and now it has transitioned a lot. I've had a lot of guests who are living their dream. Uh, and we get to talk about that and how they got there. And almost every one of them has a sales element to how they got there. I mean, you and, and one of my favorite episodes is I did with my aunt and uh, she's a retired teacher. And we talked about how teaching is selling. And uh, because everything is, um, but the podcast has uh, e- evolved into I, I love helping people have a better a better life, whatever they define that as. And, um, you know, I want to be happier, not as stressed, 
Uh, you know, I think sales is a great way to do that, but there's other ways too. So we talk about that. Um, and I have my business is is growing um, in a couple of different ways. I have started to do more work with vision boards um, because I think that is one way to do, uh, a, you know, to get to where you want to be. You have to kind of see a vision. I feel like you do. Um, and so I have a specific way that I do that. I set my goals every year. So uh, I'm doing some workshops around that. Uh, and um, I also have been doing some individual goal sessions with people who I have had people who actually have never set goals and they don't know where to start. They know they want something more, but they don't know where to start. Those are some of the best ones to do. I love doing that. Um, and I also have a sales process analysis that I've been doing because um, my sales process uh, is is pretty easy, or I always thought it was, but it is a little different than other people's. So uh, I actually will identify the areas where they could, you know, streamline their sales process and get more sales as a result. And as part of that is really doing what we were talking about, doing less of some things, doing more of others. Uh, almost every time I can find the client more time. And if they will follow it, they will get better results. They'll get more time and better results. And, you know, um, who can ask for more than that? And and that results in more money. Yes. And more success. And yes. uh, I love I love the way your podcast is evolving into uh uh, people sharing their best life and how they got there. And, yeah. and I, you know, I, I think that's people would really love to hear that. And the fact that a lot of it does connect with sales or the sales process. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Well, look ahead five years. What are you going to be doing, Renee? Oh gosh. I don't know. I hope it is so exciting. I can't even imagine it right now. <laughs> Well, are are you doing some renovation? Are you doing some things? I'm seeing some of your posts that you're you guys are doing some fun things around the house or building something or oh yes. So um I have wanted to do like I love homes. I love anything to do with homes. So um last year Earl and I were traveling in Arizona. My brother-in-law called us, there's a little farm for sale. Um, and so my husband's like, I don't know. And I'm saying, I'm over in the passenger seat. Yeah, yeah. Tell him, tell him we'll, we'll come look at it. And uh, so we bought a little farmhouse that was built in 1940. Oh my God. One family lived there. Um, the husband and wife were married like 80 years. And oh they gosh. passed away in the early 2000s. And their family had uh, inherited it. And then had kind of used it like a little vacation home. Yeah. So it wasn't lived in all the time, but they had, um, it was four brothers that owned it. And they really just didn't, every time they got to come, they had to work on it, you know, because they wasn't there, you know, have you leave something empty. Sure. And um, it ended up, it's on the, um, it's on the road where my husband grew up. This is the third house we have lived in or we've owned on that road. Um, and, uh, but this one is tiny. It's only about 700 square feet. And it's almost like a time capsule. It has a big barn and a workshop. And there are like popular mechanic magazines from the 50s. That's oh, my still gosh. There. Uh, so it is, um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And um, I want to do more of it. Um, my husband is not as fond of it as I am, <laughs> but we'll see if I can keep working on it. But I love the transformation. I love that this is 
it's not completely different than what it was, um, but it is like a refreshed version of it. So um, it uh, it has been so much fun for me. And my mother-in-law and father-in-law live like in walking distance from this oh, that's great. little house. And uh, my dad lives really close. It, it's a blessing because um, yeah. our, our, our house that we live in is about an hour and a half away. And this is really close to our business. Um, so it works out really well. And, um, and so I am loving it and you will see some more, hopefully that we are doing, but it is, it is, it's been a ball. Well, and I think too, what, what I'm hearing from you is you're continually learning and you're curious and you're transforming. You will always be transforming Renee. And I love that about you. How fun. How I fun. appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> How fun. Well, thanks for joining us today, Renee. I think people can learn a lot about sales, about business, about entrepreneurship, and about having fun along the way, right? That's right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for listening to Stories of Change and Creativity. You can find out more about our guest in the show notes. Please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. It really does help. And remember, if you've got a story to share or know someone who does, reach out to me at judyoscom.com. Thanks for listening.